gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I found the answer, I learned to pray, with faith to guide me, I found my way. Welcome to another broadcast of the Bible Institute of the Air's radio ministry with Dr. F. Kenton B. Shore, pastor, author, and Bible teacher. Through the years, the Bible Institute of the Air has faithfully given practical instruction from the book of books, the Bible. And now to bring you God's answers for life's problems, here is the director of the Bible Institute of the Air and your Bible teacher, Dr. F. Kenton B. Shore. And greetings to you, dear friends, in Jesus' wonderful name. Lois and I welcome you to the broadcast today with a hearty welcome, and we trust that it's going to be help and a blessing to you as we see Israel's future place in the plan of God from Romans chapter 11. All right, honey, share your letter with us now. The letter today comes from Bakersfield, California, and says, Dear Lois and Kenton B. Shore, I've just been sitting here in my room, kind of thinking about my life. I had noticed lately that I was missing something in my life. The joy in my life that seemed to grow dimmer and dimmer. It seemed that my faith had gone dry a little bit. And sitting here, I just realized how much I missed you both. I had let a couple of weeks go by without listening to your program. I had never realized how much it had meant to me or to my faith in the Lord. I just praise the Lord for you both. Oh my, I just don't know what I'd do without you both in my life. Isn't it neat how he supplies all of our needs? Love always, your little sister in Christ. And then she says, thank you for your love. And you know, can I trust that our radio friends do realize that we love them and care for them and pray for them as they send in their requests and really need them. And we would just like to say thank you to you in these summer months for caring and sharing in the financial burden that is so great. And we would like to send you a little cross, a little Jewish star of David with a cross in the center of it that you can use as a bookmarker. It's sterling silver. You can wear it around your neck or wear it as a bracelet. And it's just Ken's and my way of saying thank you to you for caring and sharing in this God-given ministry because you are our lifeline, and we need to hear from you. Keep those encouraging letters coming in. Please don't wait two weeks to hear us. We trust that you're faithfully listening each day, and we want you to write us today at the Bible Institute of the Air, Post Office Box 5000, Costa Mesa, California, 92626. Write that letter today. They mean more to us than you'll ever know. And won't you go with us to Israel in November? It's going to be such an exciting time, and we want to share it with you, our radio family. Write for a brochure today. We're looking forward to that letter from you. Amen. Thank you so much, honey. And we do want you to go with us on this great trip that we're going to have in November. For two weeks, we're going to go to Rome, 
Jordan, we're going to go down to Petra, we're going to go to Israel, and two nights we're going to spend in one of the first kibbutzes ever established right on the Sea of Galilee. You walk out of your hotel room and in about 25 yards be right at the Sea of Galilee. You'll see the moon come up over the Golan Heights. We'll sing uh, the great songs right out there on the yard overlooking the Sea of Galilee. Then we're going to go all over Israel. We're going to go to Greece. We're going to take a Greek Isle trip. We're going to go all over Athens to Corinth. We're going to go to Ephesus, see where Paul was there, and we're going to go to Patmos to see where John got the Revelation, the book of Revelation. Now that's a wonderful thing to realize. So I want you to go with us. Now write for that brochure. Now let's get into our study today. In Romans chapter 11, Paul is giving illustrations to show that God has not cast off Israel. He has just set them aside. And first of all, he shows that he himself is a Jew and a believer, so the Jews are not cast off. And then secondly, all of the promises of God. And then third, verse 5, he says at this present time there is a remnant according to election. And so we see that God is going to discipline Israel, which is what they are in today under God's disciplinary program. They have kind of been sent to their room, but they will come out and be accepted. Now, I have a little granddaughter, and she is so much like Kanet, my daughter, it is just not funny. Kanet was a very willful child. I would tell her to do something, and she'd say, no. I'd say, now, Kanet, you must do this, or Daddy's going to have to spank you. Now, you do it. No. And so I would take off my belt, and I would spank her little bottom, and I would say, now, Kanet, you say you're sorry, and do it. No. So I would send her to her room, and I'd say, now, Kanet, when you are ready to come out and be an obedient child, you may come out, but you go to your room, and until you're ready to say you're sorry, don't you come out. Well, <laughs> I thought, boy, if Kanet ever has a daughter, I'm going to make that kid just like she was. And one day, when Holly was about four or five years old, we were at the table at supper, and Kanet told little Holiday to do something. And I said, Holly, tell your mother no. But before I could say that, Holly looked up at her mother and said, no. And I almost fell off the chair. And I thought, boy, if any mother ever deserved a child like that, my oldest daughter, Kanet, sure did. And Kanet looked at little Holly and said, now, Holly, you do that or Mama's going to have to spank you. And she carries a woman, a big wooden spatula in her purse. And she starts to get the spatula out, and Holly says, no. So she turns a little bottom up and spanks her and says, now, Holly, you go to your room until you're ready to say you're sorry. 
Holly goes off to her room, and Kanette says, Daddy, that kid's going to hate me. And I said, no, Kanette, that kid is going to love you. You were exactly like that, and you are the sweetest child today that any parents could have. She says, no, Daddy, that child is going to hate me. And I said, now, Kanette, you did exactly the right thing, and I tell you what's going to happen. In a little while, Holly's going to come out. She's going to put her arms around you and kiss you and say, Mommy, I'm sorry. Oh, she'll never do that. Well, about 15 minutes, Holly comes out with her head down, puts her arms around Kanette, says, Mommy, I'm sorry, and kissed her on the cheek. And full fellowship was restored. Now, Kanette didn't set her daughter aside and say, you're no longer my daughter. She just disciplined her and sent her to her room. Now, Israel is now under the disciplinary hand of God and is sent to her, to her room until he repents. And that's what Paul is saying here in Romans 11, 11. I said they, I say then, did they stumble that they might fall? God forbid, but by their fall, salvation is come to the Gentiles. Hey, Paul says, if Israel had never fall, fallen, we would have never gotten the gospel. But salvation is come to the Gentiles for a purpose. What's the purpose? to provoke them to jealousy. Now, suppose I am a dishwasher in a great country club, and I look out, and I see the tables there covered with beautiful tablecloths, and I see in this great Jewish country club the Jews come there, and eat prime rib. And I see them eat their T-bone steaks. And boy, they've got everything imaginable. And here I am washing the dishes. And then after they've all gone, the mater d' says to us who are dishwashers, hey, there's a lot left over here. There's Look at the prime rib that's left. You men can have all of this. And we go in and sit at the table and cut the steaks and the prime rib, and we just delight ourselves in it. Now, that's kind of what happened today. God has set Israel on the side. They're being temporary disciplined, and we're now enjoying a salvation that has come to us through a Jewish Messiah, and we must not be smug or conceited about it, realizing that the very reason that we've been saved is to provoke them to jealousy, and we're to tell them we have found their Messiah. Now look at verse 12. Romans 11:12. Now, if they're is the riches of the world, and their loss, the riches of the Gentiles, listen to this, how much more their fullness. Hey, Paul says, 
if when God set them aside, the gospel came to the Gentiles, and their loss is now our gain, how much more their fullness. Now, what is he talking about when he talks about their fullness? He is talking about when Israel is brought back on the main line during the tribulation. Now, imagine, if you will, a railroad siding. And from 70 A.D. until the rapture, Israel has been put on the railroad siding. And from 70 A.D. until the rapture, the church has been put on the main line. But soon the Lord Jesus is going to come in the rapture and catch us up. And Israel is going to come back in the main line of God's plan. Paul says, what's going to happen then in their fullness? Well, let me read to you the book of Revelation, chapter 7. And, oh, I just pray God will burn this into your heart. Revelation, chapter 7. Hurt not the earth, neither the sea, nor the trees, Revelation 7, 3, till we have sealed the servants of our God on their foreheads. And I heard the number of them that were sealed, 144,000 sealed out of every tribe of the children of Israel. And then you see 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes. Now this takes place during the tribulation after you and I are caught up. Now look at Revelation 7, verse 9. After these things I saw, and behold a great multitude which no man could number, out of every nation and of all tribes and peoples and tongues, standing before the throne and before the Lamb, arrayed in white robes and palms in their hands. Now they led a great multitude out of every nation. Do you know there are probably only 10 or 12 evangelical missionaries in the whole land of Turkey today? There are none in all of Iraq or Iran. It is impossible to get into Saudi Arabia and preach the gospel. But during the tribulation, these 144,000 will reach a multitude out of every nation and of all tribes and peoples and tongues. Do you know today there are 2,000 languages that, could not, that we could not even preach the gospel in because we do not even know those languages and those languages are not written languages, so we can't even put the Bible in those languages today. And at best it would take, if we had the people starting on it, today it would take 25 years to get the New Testament alone in some of those languages. But God is going to enable, during the tribulation, these Jews...